Hey guys, on today's show, we take a look back at the past 10 years. What worked, what flopped, and what it all means. If you're currently running a business, I'm curious to know what's worked for you in the past and what did not work for you in the past. It doesn't matter if you started your business a few months ago or if you've owned it for 10, 20, or 30 years. We're gonna go through all of that. Check it out right now. Hey guys, today, Jason and I are gonna be taking a look back at our business. The reason why this came up is because uh, we're coming up on 10 years. 10 years ago, we started HMB around the end of this year. Uh, it's a five long plus time. Five. Kind of flies, but uh, it, a, lot of, a lot of things have happened in that time. Some good, some not so good. And so what we're gonna do is try and take a look at what worked well, what didn't, what, what was a flop, what was a big win, and encourage you to do the same. Um, it's very easy to get into your routine, to get into the rhythm of your business and everything else and you don't really take a hard look at what's going well and what's not and then time just starts to fly by and years go by and things can you know remain relatively the same so what we're trying to do is take a look back so we can step it up and do the same with you absolutely and this applies to you if you're new in business and you're only been in for the first you know for six months or so or if you've been in business for 30 years it doesn't really matter it applies to you either way because even if you're a new entrepreneur or a new business owner over you know the last few weeks, the last few months, even if you just got started then, I'm sure you've had some things that you've had a lot of challenge with and some things that you've seen immediate success with, right. and you gotta learn from that, and you gotta stick to what's kind of working and what's, and what's not working. And that's kind of the first big bullet we wanna discuss is what worked and what didn't work. And what didn't work, learn from it, right? It's that simple. Absolutely. Hey, I had a bad uh, vendor, bad relationship, with this vendor and he cost me a lot of money. Great, well what were some of the reasons why he cost you a lot of money? What were the reasons he was a bad vendor? Don't let that happen again. You're gonna learn from your mistakes. As we all know, you're gonna fail 99% of the time. That's just the point of this. If you're not used to failing and you cannot handle failing, entrepreneurship is not for you to begin with. Um, and, on the, yep. and on the other side, what worked, <laughs> right? What worked for you if, if it worked? Well, why did it work? And if it did work, then let it continue to work. You know, if you ever listen to Gary Vee talk, he said, hey, if you have something that, that works, you know, two exit, five exit, 10 exit, 100 exit, 1,000 exit, right? If it's working, continue to make it work and stick to that over and over and over. Figure out a sale or a relationship that you're making good money on and continue to exploit that as far up as you can until you've either reached the finish line or until you've reached capacity. So yeah, let, let's continue with that. Let's do a little Q&A style too. What's, what's one thing that sticks out in your mind for us has been a big win over the past Well, I mean, our, we know exactly what, loan, what type of loans perform and what type of loans do not perform. And they were widgets to us. And we can immediately yeah. tell 90% of the deals that we do fit in this little box and it's super, super, super simple. And they all work. That being said, you know, ones that, the, the ones that are a little bit outside the box, but they're still, you know, like for instance, a, a low LTV bridge loan, they meet the formula. But these like investor fix and flip rehab deals, um, they're, 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 they're simple for us because we, we've learned them and we've been through, um, you know, we've been through the whole cycle of them over and over and over. Yeah, I would definitely agree with, you know, the overarching theme of that whole idea is that stick to your core competency, stick to what you do well, and you can dabble in some other stuff, and we're gonna talk about that too, but 
yeah, definitely try to do as much as you possibly can of what works best of your your bread and butter. Right? Yeah, I mean, other terms, other examples for real estate investors or real estate agents. Let's say you're a real estate agent and you love working with the buyer who's buying, you know, a plus five hundred thousand dollar house. Then stick to that. If it's working, if you make good money on it, if it's worth your time, and you say, well, you know, every time I get a listing and it's a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, it's just not worth my time. You know, they're whatever. Or I'm driving around first-time home buyers. You know, there's no right or wrong. It's whatever is working for you, whichever you're making the be the biggest bang for your buck on. That's what you stick with. Um, same thing, flipping houses. If you're stick, if you're flipping medium housing price houses, and that's working for you. Hey, maybe you don't want to dabble in the higher end stuff or the new construction or even even rentals. Again. All those business models are fine business models. That's not the point. The point is what's working for you the best and what was the best bang for your buck and, and stick to it. And you know, looking back, that may surprise you. You may look back and say, you know, I did all this hard work on these flips. I didn't make much money. And then I wholesaled a few deals and I made great money and I had less risk. Hey, maybe that's what you should start concentrating on. Yeah. Okay. On the other side of things, what's, what's one flop that we've had? I mean, that flop is probably you know going outside our box a little bit. Uh, we're not great at construction. We treat you know some of our flips like we do treat loans, where we you know do a lot of heavy lifting on the front end, and then we try to get it to perform. And you know to be honest, flipping properties is is you know we're a lending company, right? And flipping properties has been challenging for us. And you know we do the hard work to make sure it gets done, but. Over the years, we've realized it's just not, we're just not as passionate about that part yeah, as we are on the lending guys side. Ourselves. Like, we're definitely more finance and marketing people than we are construction. It's a good example. So, I mean, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of different things. And again, there's no right or wrong. You know, you know maybe you're an attorney and you have a law practice and you, and you love doing, you know, whatever, civil cases. And mm -hmm. you just bang through them all day long. And all of a sudden, there's an opportunity that comes across your desk and you're like, oh, I really should do this, I really should do this. Maybe that's not right for you, right? Stick to what you know, stick to what's, stick to what's working, stick to what you like, it goes a long way. Yeah, when, when related to that, when we were talking about this topic and you know, putting together our ideas for the show today, one thing that stuck out to me was partners in the past on whatever kind of side venture, whatever it may be, as being either a big win or a big flop, because we have plenty of both. And you know, taking a hard look and a careful look at people that you would consider partnering with can make or break a given venture, right? And it's hard to tell because at first you're optimistic about the idea and you want to start something and, you know, like everything looks great then. But then after you get into operating, it could be a big win or a flop. And yeah, that's something that jumped out to me immediately when we're like, okay, we're going to look back at like big successes, big failures, and people jumped yeah. into my mind. So another, another thing that I think follows along these lines as, as you grow, as you look back, is adjusting your goals and recreating your game plan from here on out. You, if you look back 10 years, even if you look back one year or six months, where you are today, you would never imagine you would be there, right? And that, that might not necessarily mean like you're successful or you're a failure, it's just different than where you expected you were gonna be. Your, your, it, it, everything changes. You know, in theory, hey, I can look down a road. I can look down the road, and a week from now, a year from now, twenty years from now, and it's like this. This is what I'm expecting to see, and I promise you, it's not going to be like that. It doesn't work like that. You know, thing, sure. things change. A lot of things change that you don't have any control over. Um, so the best you can do, and what you should do, is adjust your game plan, adjust your roadmap, adjust 
your goal. You know, you've heard us talk about the story about how we hit our 10-year goal in three years with a business coach that we did, right? And it, it, but that doesn't mean that it worked exactly like that. You know, there was maybe some additional lines of business. Uh, we made more money off this entity than we made off this entity, so we spent more resources on this than we did did on this. Again, you, you got to figure out what works best for you, but you have to constantly be adjusting your goals. And as we've been growing and we've been looking back, we've been adjusting our goals and, and recreating our game plan of what we know now, what we want to concentrate more on in the future. Yeah, um, let's talk about that for a sec. Since you mentioned what we're going to what works that we're going to concentrate more on in the future, besides our core business, what's one of those things that st stands out in your mind? I mean, lending is 99% of it, and it's either lending in our core model of what we like to lend, or maybe lend on other stuff. Maybe you know, learning a little bit about other types of ventures to be involved in, putting capital in, and and things like that. Um, I do believe that, you know, as long as there's an, enough good deals out there, and we're dictating that by the amount of marketing that we're doing to try to get as many deals as we can in the door, that's still going to always be kind of number one. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, that's something else that has, has stuck out to me when looking back over the history of our company is just the, the numbers, the math, like money's ability to make money and how powerful that is and how that increases over time. And something else that we talk about is once you realize that money makes a lot more money than working does, then, then you kind of get it. And sure. I don't, we didn't know that right away either, but I think you know, that's always been the position of investors and wealthy people and everything else. And yeah, coming to understand that has been a, a, a big win yeah. over the past few years. Exactly. Um, so I guess there's two big takeaways from what we've just been chatting about. First off, you know, l looking back, stay in your lane, what's working, make it work. Stay in your lane. Make, make it, make it you know, again, exploit what you're doing until you past the finish line. And if you don't think you can pass the finish line doing what you're doing, then now's the best time to change that and figure out your, you know, the best track to get to get you there. You cannot be involved in 10 different ventures. It doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't work. I'm not saying you can't right. own, own 10 different companies, but if you are, you need to be concentrating on one of them. Yeah. Be, and yeah. until you, until you hit, yeah. fish that, yeah. finish that finish line. I mean, if you want to be a, a partner in one and have a silent partnership, I'm not talking about that, but stick to what, what's that. So obviously stay in your lane, stick to that. And then the other side, on the other side of it, learn from your mistakes and learn from your experiences. We're going to make mistakes 99% of the time. That's just what it is. Get out of the industry if you can't accept that. It's that, it's that simple. So as you, you know, go think back to when you started. And again, if you started six months ago, or if you started 10 or 30, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I promise you, you could probably take a note card out and write 10 things that you made a mistake on, write those down and figure out ways to not make that mistake again. Super simple. Those are the two takeaways if you didn't take away anything else from this video. Yeah, I'd also throw in, uh, take a very close look at the people that you've worked with. They can be partners, they can be your team, everything else, because the people that you're working with can make or break an operation. So, yeah. you have to be, you know, honest and honest with yourself mainly is what a lot of this is about so that you can make the right adjustments moving forward. And if you can do that, I think the next 10 years are gonna be significantly better than the past. Yeah, and do us a favor, comment below with any mistake that you made or comment below with something that's worked for you over the your tenure of your current, current business. It'd be really helpful. Uh, we have a lot of followers that you know that there's a lot of followers in a lot of different industries. They're all entrepreneurs, business owners. They're not just in real estate. They're in finance. Uh, they're they're everywhere. They're all they're all business owners. So it could help it could help them as well. Like, comment, share, subscribe. We appreciate you.
watching and listening.